Kawhi alone inside. He's got the breakaway with the touch to the right. Go! Official podcast of your Minneapolis City Soccer Club, brought to you by Summit Brewing Company. Welcome to the People's Pitch Podcast, the official podcast of your Minneapolis City SC. I am Nate, and as always, I am pleased to be joined by the trick to my treat, John Bisworm. John, did you have an especially spooky Halloween, you trick? (laughs) (laughs) Um... Yeah, I mean it's Halloween, dude. You eat candy. If you got kids, you take them out until yeah. they they burn out, and then they have a meltdown because of sugar. And then they, you pick them up off the you peel them off the floor in their costume and throw them in bed. I saw like so, no less than three people on Instagram that were streaming their kids tantrums. At like eight fifteen, oh. the kids are just face down on the kitchen floor screaming that they don't want to eat real dinner. They want to eat candy. I had a good one. So my older son, Gus, he, <laughs> the the next door neighbor's kid dressed in one of those like inflatable rapture costumes. Oh it yeah. Was su- it was super sweet. And he freaked the fuck out. Like he, he ran far away from the dinosaur. And then <laughs> I said, he kept asking where it was. I said, well, it'll come back. And he said, okay. And then it came back and it was just a nightmare. Um, <laughs> He, 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 like, kind of wanted it to come back, but then kind of didn't. Right, right. And then as it was walking, like, closer down the street, he, he went and ran in the yard and grabbed two sticks. Like, he was going <laughs> <laughs> to fight him off. But That's anyways, awesome. packed show tonight, as always. We have the mailbag has been hit again. Another letter from our loyal listenership. We'll also talk about this month's open trial, and we're excited to welcome in our management slash ownership series, the coach of one of the region's most historic and celebrated clubs, Mr. Patrick Hodgins from the Milwaukee Bavarians. A show close to my heart, Nate. Yeah. So let's do it. Yeah, we've got another hit in our inbox, and it is uh, Jake from Toledo tackling Bryn's claim on the official unofficial content creator head on. Mail fight. Mail fight. (laughs) Jake asks, I have some new questions. What is the process or what was the process the team underwent to secure the NPSL annual owners meeting? Did you guys work with any outside groups like Sports Minneapolis to help get the event put together? I think that's cool. The NPSL chose your city even though it's a winter event and they could have chosen any number of warm weather locations. Then he has question number two. John says he keeps tabs on the city players during the collegiate season. I was wondering if he uses any sort of website like Top Drawer Soccer or Next College Student Athlete to find high school players from the area. Uh, that's interesting. He wondered if he ever went to those sites to get an idea of the talent level before you talk to coaches. So, John, what do you think? Where do we, do you, yeah, where, where, do we, where do we start here? Do you care to elaborate on how we got the NPSL to come to Minneapolis in December? Uh, sure. Uh, there, there is a formal bid process the league requires us to go through, and we, we did it. And I guess you could say we are also undefeated at winning the, the <laughs> annual owners meeting. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, yes, you can you can go to places that are warmer, but Minneapolis it, it actually is a fun winter city, especially if you have things downtown where you can walk through the Skyway. Like people don't really have to ever go outside, and you can still have fun. And we've been shown to I don't know host successful winter events like the fucking Super Bowl. So uh, why not us? Yeah. Why not us? Uh, we'll see how it goes. I'm gonna have fun regardless. I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah. So, so, but there, there is a formal process, and and we followed it, and we we sold them on our bid, and we did not work with any event partner. The the league itself kind of takes the reins on on setting everything up once we give them, you know, the list of hotels we've talked to and like the, the nightlife options and restaurant recommendations. And then they just kind of plan it all themselves. So the document was, was more like why Minneapolis is great and why they'll be warmly welcomed and things like that. Yeah. That there's stuff for people to do. I wasn't sure if you're supposed to talk that you, that you shared it with me, but yeah, you did. So it's not, after we already won. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? So how about the second question, John? Um, what are your go-to soccer resources, if any? So I, I kind of don't. I feel bad that we we have we have a new content generator in house, and I and my answers are just piss short for him. <laughs> so um, I do use those resources that were referenced, but like most things, um, you can't go by what's on paper. So although I, it can help identify or validate a player based off of like uh, an article or the ranking system that they give you uh, or even just a recruitment profile from a high school perspective, I prefer to see players with my own eyes or speak to their coaches directly. So I do go to those sites, but my, by the time I get there, you know, I, I already know the person and I'm just kind of going to make, to see if they're on there or if there's anything that, you know, if there's a video that I haven't seen or something like that, that I want to look up on. But by and large, with my own two eyes, or or I, I trust a coach that they've played for um, for a couple years or a full season. All right. Well, thanks that's, that's for the uh, yeah. thanks for the questions, Jake. You got another good letter. The mailbag has been on fire lately for the last expect, month or so. Ex- expect another one from Brent for sure. <laughs> <next week. laughs> All right. So if if you have been watching cities rise through the PLA and the NPSL, and you've thought, hey, I could I could hang with those guys. Uh, maybe you want to prove that you've got it, got what it takes to join the NPSL or the U23 team, maybe to be one of the lucky few to don the mantle of the crow. Well, you are in luck, my friend, because Minneapolis City is holding tryouts November 15th. John, you talk on the show frequently about all the work that you do, scouting players, talking to coaches, recruiting city players through those channels. Why? Explain to the people, why would you hold open tryouts and if I were a player looking to join the team, why should I bother trying out? Well, Nate, I'm great question. <laughs> yeah, I'm full of you, great questions. You can never identify all the talent that is out there. So you look at these types of trials as a way to pick up the players that may have, you know, slipped through the cracks or aren't on your radar. And we do select players from these sessions every single year and players that have become household names. I'll give you a list of just a handful of them. For the, our NPSL team and our PLA team of the past, uh, Will Kidd, Sam Ruiz Plaza, Ian Smith, Max Kent, Siku, Ipsa, Matt Elder, Nate Engel. From, uh, for the U23s, Jackson White, Lauren Altman, Lionel Vang, Josue, Josue Butuli, 
and for and some guys that played with Stegmans, Cody Christ and Callum Brody, who play with our, our first division Stegmans team. So we do find talent. And I mean, if you go back to our first year, you could even say that Justin Oliver was in that first open trial. Um, it just took a little bit for him to latch on with us. <laughs> And and I'm sure I'm forgetting some players that along the way that that maybe turned up at a trial that there's just so many things that happen in, from when those start till the end of a season I kind of forget. Yeah. So, um, but if you had to put a team together of just the guys I listed, it wouldn't be half bad, right? No, so, that's pretty. That's pretty solid. So for those of you who are listening out there, this is a really good chance for you to be seen and selected. And and we and as we've noted, you will get selected. So I encourage anyone to come out and you know, we give honest feedback and we and we make sure that we if if participants who don't end up moving forward with us, they get um, aligned into the coaching staff and myself to give them in, input on what they maybe could work on or what, what we were looking for that they didn't have mm-hmm. on the day. So it's it's well worth it. Come so- on out. So as Minneapolis City looks to build the roster for next season and for our upcoming Open Cup run, open tryouts are going to start November 15th at the West St. Paul Dome. It's right by uh, the Carbonis and the Menards out there in West St. Paul. Uh, Save big money. (laughs) Yeah. The cost is $75, and that helps cover the dome rental, really, and that's about it. It's just a matter of recouping the, uh, the rental fee. You can arrive by 9 to gear up and warm up, because, but the action is going to start at 9.30 on the dot, so be registered and ready to rock. Interested players should register right now at mplscitysc.com. And I would actually also encourage you to get there at 8.30. Uh, 9.30 is bare minimum. Uh, I come from the camp of if you're not early, you're late, so... Maybe eight eight thirty start showing up. <laughs> just roll in and just be hanging out for an hour, just kicking the ball around ahead of time. Well, get registered and get your shit together. <laughs> yeah, word. Once upon a time, a young Johnny Bizworm played for a club steeped in history, a club created by immigrants, but that grew to be the all-inclusive gold standard of how club and community can work well together to develop great players and great people. Of course, I'm talking about the Milwaukee Bavarians, and we are joined today by their head coach, Patrick Hodgins. Patrick, welcome to the show, man. It is great to have you on. Hey, thanks for having me, Nate. Appreciate it. I know that it's um, you guys might be better known in the Milwaukee area than here in Minneapolis or around the world. So why don't you start start off by telling the Bavarian story to all of our listeners? Oh wow, uh, how long do you have? <laughs> yeah. let's, let's go with the uh, the abbreviated version. Give us the cliff notes. Cliff notes. Um, this upcoming twenty nineteen season will be our ninetieth. Uh, so we've been around for a while. Oh, wow. Um, eight national championships, probably about 40 WSL league titles, uh, many regional championships, and uh, many other trophies in the trophy case. Uh, John, before we dive in, why is this Bavarians club so near and dear to your heart? I guess I'll take a page from Patrick. How long do you have? Here? Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> right? um, so I go back to the club starting when I was nine years old. I would actually come from Ohio over the 4th of July weekend with my family. And I would guest play with Bavarians in my age group. And it became my soccer home away from home until I made it permanent when I was 16. So I also remember the days of watching the majors team play in multiple you know, cups, the Open Cup, friendlies. 
Um, specifically, if I remember in 1990, they played the Ger- the East German national team uh, at at the old County Stadium where the Brewers used to play. Or I, oh, wow. I would just. Or I would just go watch Sunday matches with my dad and my uncles, and while well, they had beers and with the other old German guys. And I mean, <laughs> I mean, it seemed like they they didn't even really watch the games much. They just busted each other's balls over beers and told stories about uh, you know how fantastic they were, and it was so awesome to witness. Um, but I, I guess you could say that for me, that was the start of my experience in what brotherhood really meant um, and what it could mean through the game of soccer. Um, it's not just you know, in it now with the connections that you have, but it's also the connections that you have for the rest of your life. And I mean, I picture like a 60 year old Matt Elder and Ben Wexler sitting at our future grounds, telling stories about 2018's undefeated team and, you know, stuff like that. But on top of it, the Bavarians are part of my family. My, my uncle Hans was the the president for a while. All of my male relatives uh, have played there um, since my grandparents came over on the boat in the fifties um, after the second world war. Wow. And, We've hosted weddings uh, there, wedding receptions there, celebrated many Oktoberfests, um, brunch after church on Sundays, you name it, man. So it's a true community gathering location for you, something that's really, uh, you know, been in your family for a long time, but you've been able to share some some great Milwaukee experiences with all the players and stuff with. Absolutely. And I could see how that could that could grow on you. And you can see the little bits that we've we've taken from the Bavarians, and we'll get into a lot of that, you know, here in a bit. Yeah, um, I'll stop. I'll stop talking. But we've taken <laughs> little bits of it uh, from from the Bavarian model and applied it to Minneapolis City for sure. So, Patrick, one of the things that separates the Bavarians from a lot of the other clubs um, that play at our level is that you've got an incredibly successful youth program. I think John John alluded to it that he would come back and play with them and whenever he could that he played for them full-time once he was in high school um what types of what what is what is what is the goal of your youth program what are you hoping that it that it leads to for your for your for your players and what types of college or even pro programs do your kids tend to go on and play for uh sure so the club offers a full youth offering all the way down from u8 all the way up through u19 uh, boys and girls. Um, the club is a little more successful on the boys' side. Uh, you know, some years the club could win two state titles, three state titles, you know, on the state cup side. Mm-hmm. Um, most of their teams play Midwest Regional League, uh, you know, Premier 1 or at the Premier 2 level. Uh, they play at, you know, some of the top high schools in Metro Milwaukee. The goal of the youth club is to really get those kids you know, um, better developed as players to, you know, help with their high schools and then to reach the collegiate level for those kids that are looking to play at the next level. Um, we have good relationships with UWM, Marquette, you know, Cardinal Stritch in the area. Every year, you know, there's one or two kids that'll go on to D, D1 schools and a handful of kids that'll, you know, play at uh, D3 programs. Nice. So despite... Oh, uh, despite perennially qualifying, um, you guys do not, you famously, I should say, because we talk about it every once in a while, do not participate in the U.S. Open Cup uh, in what you would call, I guess, the modern era, and you haven't since 2014. Why is that, and could more teams benefit from taking a page out of your book? Um, it's a couple things. Um, one, it, it does come down to, you know, finances, um, inability to travel and 
but when USASA kind of went away from, or US Soccer went away from the regional qualifiers, where you would have to win, you know, your state, and then you would win your region, and then you would qualify that way into Lamar Hunt proper. Mm-hmm. It made things much cleaner on who you were going to play, what the process was. And as you guys know, I mean, <laughs> you guys had to go out to New York for a game. <laughs> yeah. It's a little um, random now. It feels a little random. Yeah, yeah very and, random. Right. And as a club, we kind of believe that if we're going to do something, we're going to do it right. And we didn't feel like we had the proper commitment from our players to you know be around and available for qualifying in the fall. And then if it meant if we qualified, then our guys going to be available on Tuesday nights to, you know, go to, to Detroit or go to Pittsburgh to play some of these professional teams, you know, in, in the tournament. And we were just, we're, we weren't at a point where we could do that. Yeah. So this is not to say that you don't have success at a national level, as we, we well know, but the Bavarians have comfortably occupied the top spot in what was the PLA, uh, what now is the UPSL, winning the national championship, um, you know, <clears throat> or being in the national championship each of these last three years, winning this year. Is there a next step for the club, you know, something more to achieve now that the amateur title monkey is off your back? Um. I don't know if there's a next thing for us to obtain. It's kind of now can we go out and do it again? You know, can right. we, instead of having to, you know, go win the championship now, is can we defend it? You know, we worked hard to become the champions of the Amateur Cup and to win the PLA or UPSL. Now can we go out and defend those championships and, and equal this, the success that we had in, in 2018? How many I mean, games all... did you have? I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I mean, I mean, no, obviously, you know, we want to make a good run in the Open Cup. You know, we're qualified for the Lamar Hunt proper, you know, for the first round, at least now. So, you know, we that's a goal of ours to try to, you know, go as far as we can and, you know, try to reinvent the whole Crystal story. But, you know. Yeah, we just want to defend the championships that belong to us. So it's not a matter of you guys don't participate in the Open Cup. It's you're just not doing the, uh, the the qualifying BS that that we went that we've gone through over the last couple falls. Yeah, this this year the Amateur Cup champion gets an automatic spot in Lamar Hunt. So it really made things easier for us by winning the national championship to get in. Man, how great the, would it to be tournament. to uh, draw you for you to draw us? Yeah, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> How many yeah. games did you guys have in a in that short period of time where you were in the 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 national championship, amateur championship, and the UPSL championship? Uh, we probably played about seven or eight games in about ten days. Oof! And that was um, over multiple states too, right? Yeah, yeah. Luckily or fortunately, you know. We hosted the UPSL championship, so those two games were at home. We hosted the Amateur Cup finals, so those two were in Milwaukee. But we had to go out to Denver and play, you know, three games in three days. So that that was tough, but you know, the guys are always up for it. Damn. So I don't know if you're on if you were the one running the Bavarians Twitter or what, but we were kind of joking back and forth today <laughs> about yet another team joining the UPSL. <laughs> um, these upstarts at Rochester FC. Uh, these dudes are founded, incidentally, by 
what I'm assuming is an ex-Med City player, um, Midat Mujic. We know Mujic's played against us over the last couple of years at Med City. Um, now he must be done and moving on to, to bigger things for him. Um, Rochester's probably going to take that those Med City rejects that, that they don't get uh, or that they don't pick up out of their trials and throw them out against the likes of you guys, the Croatians, the Madison 56ers, Granite City, FC Minneapolis, et cetera, et cetera. Um, are you excited for another team to prove yourself to next summer, or is it just like another game on the schedule? I mean, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but it's just another game on the schedule for us, and I don't mean that just against them, but we look at a lot of people that way. It's Our club has a standard, you know, when it comes to training and how we want to play and what we expect of our guys, and we just want to play to that standard. If we if we win, we win. If we lose, we lose. But we want to at least meet, you know, the standard that and the expectations that we have for ourselves and for our team. Yeah. And last year, uh, you didn't do any losing, did you? No, we were nineteen and zero last year through all competitions. <laughs> so the UPSL, I mean, this is a, a, an issue like adding teams over and over again. The UPSL is huge and it's growing every day. I think besides Rochester, they've recently announced a team um, in Alaska. Like, kind of ridiculous how huge this is and how far, uh, far how stretched far and wide across the, the country it is, but also kind of cool. Um, the NPSL is also massive. What are some of the benefits of these large lower, league, lower leagues and what do you see as some of the drawbacks? Well, I mean, the benefits for us in being involved in a national league is being able to play for a national championship. I mean, we played Sporting Arizona in the final for UPSL, and they knocked off a USL team in you know the Open Cup qualifying. So to play a team that we were never going to see anywhere, you know, is 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 really neat. It's cool. Yeah. You know, the, the downside is you know the league's growing very quickly. They want to instill promotion relegation across most of their leagues. So they're taking on a lot of teams. Some of those teams might pan out. Some of them might not, you know, so it just kind of, you know, when those teams don't work out, it puts the league in a bad light, you know, and it takes away from the teams at the top that are really doing good things. Is the, is the plan for pro rel for the UPSL like a regional pro rel thing or is it, like nationwide, there will be a top division of UPSL teams. Budgets be damned. <laughs> um, no, I think they want to keep it regional from what our understanding is. If you look at like out in California, they have a pro premier division and then a championship flight. And okay. The teams kind of fight for promotion between the two leagues. You know, so I think that's kind of the model they they want to go with nationally and out east, I think they just uh, put in, you know, a, a pro premier division is what they call their top division, and then a championship for the other teams. So they want to keep it regional and keep the budgets down for teams the best they can. That's cool. That's John. Remember when we were when Miles went to Sweden, we were kind of breaking down how the Swedish system works, and it's similar to that. How there's yeah re- these regional mm-hmm. leagues that the best teams rise to the top, and then eventually and only then do they get to play in the nationwide. Uh, Albanskin leagues, so that was you know, that's kind of that's a good system, I think. For I mean, it's how most countries do it. To be yeah. completely honest with you, at least 
at least the European countries, yeah. you know, um, I, I know Germany kind of moved away from the regional leagues and, and went to more of a, a top tier system. But I mean, most people are doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So most people probably don't know this, Patrick, but the Bavarians were um, actually were a founding member of the NPSL. You guys played eight years in the NPSL and you made the playoffs. You played just over a hundred games in the league and as expected, you had some success. Can you talk about the decision to move away from the NPSL? And is there any chance that maybe our fans can uh, can get their wish and pick up a border battle if you want to come on back at some point in the future? <laughs> um, wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, like you said, the club was a founding member of the NPSL had a good run in the league, I think made one of the national tournaments once, maybe won their division a few times. But again, like with most things, it just comes down to finances. Um, at the time, the youth club was putting in a, a turf field. Mm-hmm. And when, when, you know, when you're, you know, when you're with a youth club, you know, other things will tend to take priority. Yeah. And, you know, building a turf field and all that, is not a cheap endeavor, you know, so it kind of cut into some of the finances for uh, the MPSL team. Um, you know, the club was going through a little bit of a transition with the individual who was coaching the team at that time, and they just kind of wanted to take a step back, and they took a hiatus, and then... Sacrifices had to be made. Right, and then I came in shortly after that, and, um, you know, opportunities to join the PLA you know, kind of came up and we liked that because we had some say in how the league was going to be run and operated and didn't really want a lot of things being dictated to us. Yeah. Um, you know, so that was, you know, what we were looking for. And, you know, MPSL is a great league. It's well run. The teams in it are, you know, top notch. But um, it just doesn't fit with what we have at the moment. And kind of what we wanted as a as a team and a club, um, we're kind of in the no man's land. If you really look at it, it's five and a half, six hours to Minnesota for most games. If that's where we went, mm-hmm. the Michigan teams, you know, that's the same same trip to make those trips. Um, you know, it it's financially difficult. You know, and maybe there's some similarities between why you know city wanted to leave the PLA at that time and, you know, stay closer mm-hmm. to home and, and play quality opponents in Minnesota. So, yeah, I think it's uh it sounds like it's similar to when you have real kids of your own that you just have to make some sacrifices to make sure that they're, uh, that they're successful as much as, as much as they can be and, uh, and worry about the adult stuff on a, on a kind of a different <laughs> plane. Right? right. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta make sure your youth program is strong. And then once you got that worked out, you can figure out where the, where the adults will play. I must say though, that when, when the turf was installed, a little piece of me died, Pat, that the grass field <laughs> there was, was pristine and and I, I believe that goes down to to Gunther Berry cutting it almost every single day. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think he has. Handily. I don't think he has as much fun rolling the turf fields, but <laughs> he's he's still out there every day. Gunther, so. I love it. He might he might still just get the lawnmower out and roll over it without the deck down. Yeah, he, <laughs> I, I think he probably does just uh, for the nostalgic of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let's talk a little bit about you, Pat. 
Uh, if I believe and I remember correctly, you're an East Coast guy, uh, right? Um, tell uh, us a little. Oh, yeah. sorry. Go ahead. So tell no, us a little. I... <laughs> tell us I, a little yeah, bit. I... <laughs> go ahead. My All right. So tell us a little bit about your soccer story, both playing and coaching, and how you got hooked up with Bavarians. And now you can go. I <laughs> uh, appreciate it. Sorry about that. No, that's all right. Uh, I grew up in Michigan. I'm a Michigan kid. Uh, grew up there. Uh, you know, played. You know, local clubs on the you know club scene. Um, went to Northern Michigan for a year just to go to school. Uh, a couple of friends of mine were playing at a D3 school in Sheboygan, uh, Lakeland, and I just ended up transferring there. Um, you know, played a couple of years. Um, I had some, you know, knee issues on and off. I had to have a couple of surgeries and just decided that, uh, you know, playing was kind of not something I wanted to really continue to do. Um, I had a good relationship with the coach and he brought me on. As like a volunteer student assistant while I was in school. And that's what really struck or stayed with me that want to keep staying and coaching was being able to recruit these kids who are coming out of school and, you know, uh, help them continue to play soccer and put them on a path to succeed. Uh, I moved to Milwaukee in uh, probably 2007. I started coaching in the area with uh, Croatian Eagles in 2012, led them to a U23 national runner-up. And uh, I always had a good relationship with Tom Zeiss through some work commitments and um, decided in 2012 to make the switch to Bavarians. So you touched on it briefly before, <laughs> briefly before, and we've talked about it in the past, how the Bavarians have the same mantra as one of our recent guests, um, Johnny from Harpo's, noted that, you also, you know, you also have the same same look at it that you're not really afraid of anyone, and you'll go ball out wherever and whenever the challenge may be. Is there a team out there that you have a strong desire to play against? Uh, outside of Minneapolis City. <laughs> I mean, we, we can always make that work. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, to be honest, like you know, we played Lansdowne Boys, we've played Christos. You know, we played Sporting Arizona. You know, we've seen some of what the Cali teams are all about. I mean, I would really love to play Harpo's if we can ever find a way to work that out. I mean, I really respect what they do, what they're about. You know, they're a top-notch team, and, you know, Colorado's always a good place to visit. So <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. John, how sweet would that be to do, like, a, a dual trip to Colorado or vice or or otherwise to have Harpo's kind of just like take a swing through our region. I mean, Nate, maybe it's in the works already. Who knows? Oh, what mysteriousness! <laughs> yeah, who who knows, man? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, we we talked about it with Johnny, and uh, and we know Pat's always in, so we, maybe we'll try to figure something out. Um, but also, wow. there there's also a team in your area, a, a pro team that uh, operates in the MPSL, um, and and we know them, the Milwaukee Torrent. From a marketing perspective, calling themselves pro, um, they sure do have some work to do backing that up. Seeing that we won more games this year than they've won in their existence as a club, um, it has to be a little frustrating that given all of your club success and and history that people think of the Torrent as the best soccer in town. Have you seen their existence in the marketplace really affect you guys? 
No, I mean, it hasn't affected us. I mean, we just try to control what we can control. And, you know, people's perceptions are people's perceptions. And, you know, if you look at what we've done over the past three years, 2016, 17, 18, it speaks for itself. I mean, you know, we bid in three national finals, you know, lost two of them, unfortunately, won another, won our league championship. You know, in three years, we've lost, I think, uh, two games, if you don't include, you know, the national finals, so four, you know, so I, we think our record speaks for itself, and, you know, they do a good job of marketing, I'll, I'll give them that, you know, and I think it's just unfortunate for the city that, you know, the results on the field haven't, haven't been different, you know. Do you think their marketing strategy is because they're, they have to overcome this lack of success on the field, that it is a, kind of more about, like, in order to compete with the Bavarians, who actually are historically in a, an excellent team, we have to be flashier than them? Uh, I mean, you know, I, I'll give, you know, Davi credit where credit's due. I mean, you know, when he was at, you know, Bavarians and other things, I mean, the marketing side of things and the fundraising stuff is what he's really good at he's, you know he's, yeah he's very good at that he's very good at that stuff i mean they have a constant message on facebook and you know they he's, he's out in the community and you have to respect those things that he's doing you know some of the players that maybe he's brought in have kind of let let him down or let mm -hmm. the team down and you know that's unfortunate but you know um i think if you're gonna be a professional side there's other players in the area that would, you know, probably be of, of benefit to them. So do you find that you even compete for the same, the same fans? Uh, not really. I mean, I don't mean it like the wrong way, but for us and our guys, you know, if we have 25 people at a game or if we have a thousand, it's really not going to change how much we put out our effort wise or mm -hmm. what we're trying to accomplish. You know, I mean, we're trying to stack W's and, you know, get trophies. I mean, that's what we're there for. And, you know, we feel like we have to earn people's respect through play. That's fine. If, you know, people, you know, think that because we're not professional, that we're not quality, then, you know, you're missing out on what this sport of soccer is all about. So perhaps one day the Red Sea will part and you guys will play against each other. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's everything's possible. <laughs> right yeah i believe in miracles pat um so uh we, we are we talked about your youth setup um already but i want to talk a little bit more about how you recruit your players um as you know and as our listeners know we focus on only players that have ties to minnesota and it seems as if you you have a similar mantra that a lot of a lot of wisconsin guys are are on your teams do you find that most of your players do become graduates of the of the youth club systems, or are you having to to do what I do and turn over every rock to hunt down players? Um, we have some kids like from our, our youth club that will play with us, and there's probably more of them that are coming in the next you know three or four years that'll you know really uh, help out our adult programs as we go forward, but. No, I mean, we're doing, trying to do the same thing you are, you know, Biz. We're trying to get college kids from, you know, UWM, Marquette, Cardinal Stritch, you know, guys that go off to play, guys that may have played for other 
you know, youth clubs growing up that are now in college. You know, we're trying to get those kids in the mix. We're trying to, you know, put out the best team we can. Um, we are fortunate because we have a, you know, first division team, a majors team, a U23 team, a UPSL team, that we can kind of find a place for kids, you know, to make them feel like they're part of what we're doing. And then, you know, when we need guys for UPSL games, we can kind of pull them in. And then they're still getting minutes and games in, in other places, um, you know, to take a little, you know, from whether it's Christos or Harpo's, a lot of our guys come referred from other players, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we're a family, you know, we do things off the field together. It's a tight-knit group of guys, you know, and... Uh, it's not that it's hard to come in and break into our team, but you know there's a level and an expectation, and it's not for everybody. So, yeah, I I hear that, man. <laughs> we run into that all the time. <laughs> so, uh, of all of the great moments you've had since coming to the club, what's the one that really sticks with you the most? Oh man, um, well, I mean, winning amateur cup this past year was a pretty cool experience for me and for the guys we've been so close over the last couple of years and to win that and to see how much it means to you know the old timers at the club and to, you know to have them be so happy for us for winning that and to you know add stars to a Bavarian jersey is just something that doesn't happen every day so mm-hmm. those stick out but mm-hmm. the last three years we've done tremendously well so it's all about our players. You know, they're the ones that sacrifice for us. And being around them is truly, uh, it's an honor to coach the guys that we have and the quality we have. All right, man. Well, thanks. Uh, now is the time in the show for the speed round. Patrick, are you familiar with the speed round? Uh, you, somewhat, yeah. You have listened to the pod before in the speed round? Excellent, excellent. Uh so before we get started, we always want to ask if you uh, if you need anything like a drink of water, you want to take a quick stretch or something. No, I'm good, man. I'm All good. right. <laughs> well, let's. Uh, this is the Lupian speed round, and we would be uh, remiss if we didn't quick talk about Lupian Auto. Uh, the average human spends thirty-seven thousand nine hundred forty-five hours in their car. So why would anyone ever drive? an uncomfortable crappy beater we have the folks who have the right car for you they are lupian auto head to golden valley or check out their inventory online at lupian.com all right patrick here we go your speed round begins now number one spongebob's best friend and sidekick is a starfish named patrick yes (laughs) on the long-running now syndicated show bones what is the last name of the character who is the forensic investigator primarily responsible for estimating the time of death and examining for trace evidence and particulates? That's a lot of big words, my friend. <laughs> uh, I do not know. It's Hodgins. His, Oh. Dr. Hodgins. So yeah. every so, time we do it every time. And we never do it get every it, time John. and nobody ever gets it. Yep. <laughs> no, no. All right, man. A little less of a quiz show time. No, what is the first great soccer moment that you remember? Uh probably like U six indoor up in Michigan. What happened? 
Oh, we were, we used to play it in like a racquetball court. What? So like whenever you kick the ball off the wall, you could only imagine what happened. Oh so, man, and I bet it was just a bunch loud of six so. year, just a bunch of six year olds banging balls off the wall. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that just sticks out. All right. Yeah. Number four, your club has a famous beer hall adjacent to the field that John and I have had quite a bit of fun at. Uh, what is your favorite beer that they make? Uh, the Hefeweizen. That's the beer to check out, huh? It is. <laughs> John, is that uh, that video that we broke a glass doing, is that on your Instagram or is it on Wexler's Instagram? I don't. I, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna plead the uh, the I don't remember card. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number five. Number five. Would you rather? We love to do. Would you rather? Would you rather for the rest of your life, when you drink liquid, it can only be water, or when you eat, it can only be salad. Uh, I'll take the water. Yeah, that's good. You can get a lot of a good variety out of uh, out of food from then, but that's a good choice. All right, number six. What is your second favorite region of Germany? Uh, to be honest, I haven't had the pleasure of being of being. Uh, I've not been to Germany, so I think I'm gonna have to pass on You'll, that one. Have to figure it out. I <laughs> yeah. Bavaria would be your first one. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> this question, number seven, is from John. Do you ever not wear Adidas? Uh. For work, we're Nike, so during the day, I have to wear the Nike, but at night, I'm uh, dressed in Adidas head to toe. (laughs) Number eight, (laughs) according to Alice Cooper, what is Algonquin for the good land? I feel like you're trying to trick me again. Oh, no tricks. Just one of the greatest movie quotes of all time. Uh... Milwaukee. Yeah, you go. Yeah, right. there, 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 there it is. <laughs> Nailed it. No, number nine. If you could have the Bavarians play a friendly against any team in the world, who would it be? We talked to Johnny from Harpo's, and they were lucky to play against the Mexican national team at one point. We were like, that's kind of a dream game. We thought, who would the Bavarians' dream game be? You know, back in the day, uh, they had the opportunity to play Bayern Munich, and uh, they took one, I think, 10-0 was the final. Um, I would have to say at the moment, I think for, uh, for me and for our club to play Bayern or, you know, uh, one of the big Bundesliga clubs would be an honor. That so. would be pretty amazing. All right. Final question, Patrick. Election day is Tuesday. Where is your polling place? Uh, hopefully somewhere in Mequon where I live, but. You gotta know that. Hope I'm you not vote. sure. <laughs> I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to look that up the day of. It's right. Well, if, if you're like me, there's other people in your household who have that information for you. <laughs> <laughs> you just get dragged along. Right. That's cool. That's it. Well, thanks, Pat. You're the best man. Uh, hopefully, we can get that home, uh, home and away, or at least a, a home or an away on the calendar next year. And best of luck as always, running the club and uh, and the UPSL. I follow along you know, very closely, but, uh, we really wish you guys the best. Hey, thanks, man. You guys too. Uh, you guys do a great job and appreciate you having me on and I, I'm sure we'll talk soon, man. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, thanks Patrick. Pat. Appreciate it. Thanks guys.
That is all for this week, folks. Big thanks to Patrick from the Bavarians for joining us. And as always, thank you to our sponsor, Summit. Summit Brewing. It is bonfire season, and if you are like me, out back with the fire going, any chance you get, you are in luck. Summit was thinking of all of us with a newly released bonfire box. The name speaks for itself. Perfect brews to sip on while you're staring at the flames. Contemplating the mysteries of the universe and all the ins and outs that happen in lower division soccer head to your local liquor store and buy six of them today summit brewing a more meaningful brew since 1986 if giving back to the community means a lot to you maybe it's time to give to the club that loves to give back minneapolis city is a 501c3 that provides a safe reliable and fun environment for young people to play the beautiful game look for us playing with kids in the parks and community centers around the city and consider a tax deductible donation to a truly city-focused organization. I'm going to make it through this, Nate. You got it. <laughs> Memberships are now available for 2019, and they're only 60 bucks on sale. Get your tickets to every home game, a fancy new membership scarf, and a say in the club decisions. Word is, a vote just happened on something big, so grab your memberships ASAP so you don't miss out on the next vote. And you can help decide the club's future. Visit mplscitysc.com for more information. If you want to, it's easy to hit us up on Twitter at People's Pitch or through email mcscpodcast at gmail.com. All questions and comments are concerned uh, and are welcome. And if we remember to check our inbox as usual, uh, we might feature it on the show. But we've featured it on the show for the last, what, three, four weeks shows, Nate? So yeah. might, might as well jump in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That is all for this week's show. Once again, we leave you with our house MC, Miles Stockman Willis, aka me lays with a original track for you called When You Fall. I am John, that is Nate, and until next time, family, you got hooked. What? Real you, yeah, boo, I found you. So don't ever frown when loneliness is around you. I'ma show you that someone should crown you, not clown you. But pursue virtue would never hurt you. Critical in distance, touches digital, biblical. Tell death, love is unconditional. Telling us we're a team and not two individuals. For you, I give my spleen, the spiritual and the physical. Loving what is fragile isn't always fixable. But I see what's invisible, see it affects visuals. Grab my hand, hold it. We gon' think the unthinkable. I promise. We will float that our boat's unsinkable. I promise I'ma drown in you. Drown. Let you drown in me. me. Reveal the recipe. You I love to overfeed. I love it. Let's proceed slowly. Not go bad like moldy. Ravioli, rigatoni. Girl, I'm free falling for you. Still, temptation follows free. Just tell me when you fall for me. Please. Just tell me when you fall. Free. Girl, I'm free falling for you. Still, temptation follows free. about to give in, but I'm staying true. true. If I sin, may I be forgiven for a few. You. What we got to lose? Nothing. You just gotta listen. listen. Such a good girl. Great. Just made a bad decision. One, one and done. She looking fine. Nothing missing. But got my hands tied like I'm the villain. Evil. Only swallows pride, but I'm sometimes kidding. Finger liquor kitty. After, be the kitten. Cute shit. Kiss me softer than a baby's grip. New sense of high when she bites her lower lip. 
if she quit Make my heart skip, then snip When we're together like ice cream mixed with some mint Pepper, shawty had to rescue my respiratory I want some man, who's a man that is mandatory Only without her off the pad, like I never met with Dory Help her write her story, take the qualms out her quarry Girl, I'm free, falling for you Still, temptation follows free Just tell me when you fall for me, please Just tell me when you fall Girl, I'm free, falling for you Still, temptation follows free Just tell me when you fall for me, please Just tell me when you fall Selfie timeless as the rollie Always be my plus one, shawty is my bogey In it for the long haul, not for the trophy Every day, feeling greater than Tony Falling for her and I think she falling for me too Falling like two V's, make a double U Type of dude to build you up and make the rubble move Type of dude to have my phone out all in front of you Only cause you got my back, presence always sets the mood Never starts any trouble without any proof No problems if there was, make the puzzle poof Lap it up, goofballs, you should see the spoof Girl, I'm free, falling for you Still, temptation follows free just tell me when you fall for me, please. Just tell me when you fall. Free. Girl, I'm free, falling for you. Still, temptation follows free. Just tell me when you fall for me, please. Just tell me when you 